0: Welcome to the Radio Plasma podcast, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. I'm your producer and host, Johan Vega, and today we're gonna talk about the history of a very important institution that has a lot to say about Holyoke as a creative and artistic place. I want to welcome Jeff Bianchini, director of the Holyoke Creative Arts Center. Jeff, thank you for being here with us today and welcome.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: So, we are here to talk about the work that you are doing right now at Holyoke Creative Arts Center, but also to talk about the celebration, a century of legacy and art at Creative Work.
1: 100 years in 1917, when some of the men of Holyoke were going off to Europe. For the war I don't uh, they had not quite started the war yet but they were leaving to train some of the other women in Holyoke noticed that there were houses that needed help um, with simple repair and simple skills like sewing so they started um, just simple workshops and classes to teach the women of Holyoke how to, how to repair screen doors and, and sew drapes and do the do the sort of chores around the house that they might need to do while the husbands were away, and, and also teach them basic skills that they needed to know. So from that, it's evolved over 100 years into the Holyoke Creative Arts Center. It's been in many different incarnations, but we, we've got this legacy of creating space and giving tools and knowledge to the community so they can explore their creative side and so we're trying to take the, the art center where it was for the past 100 years and sort of reposition it for the next 100 years and make sure that it's still providing what the community is looking for when it comes to tools, space and knowledge to explore your creative side. So that's branched off into a bunch of different programs beyond the art center at on Dwight Street.
0: A hundred years ago this group of women began to gather and work together making this this different type of project what was the response what was the outcome of this because then they realized they have something even more powerful in in their hands
1: so we still have members who remember back to when it was referred to as the junior league and it was it was supported through the county government that was you know maybe a, a generation or half a generation into its founding and they talk about being young girls, going in and learning how to do the basic sewing skills and the home craft art skills. Um, so it really, you know, they're talking at a time when women were just getting the right to vote and getting the right to hold the job and a bank account, and so, like, they're also teaching financial literacy. At one point, there was Weight Watchers in there, and there was uh, yoga, and all these sort of different community programs that the women of Holyoke, and it really did start as with the women of Holyoke, to, to find the knowledge and the tools that they needed to create. So after the Junior League, it became known as the Home Information Center, and then after uh, county government dissolved, the city took over it, um, and it became the Holyoke Creative Arts Center. Two years ago, the city stopped funding it and we've been completely on our own sustaining ourselves with a $40,000 funding gap, which is why we're putting this gala together for the 100th birthday because we need to sort of reamp what the Art Center means to everyone in the community with the print shop that we've opened on Main Street and the gallery we're now supporting on Race Street. We're trying to be more than home crafts, although the home crafts are very important and we still push people into those programs when we see that's what they really need. But now we also have a print shop for people that are interested in commercial digital printing, graphic arts, 3D printing, digital photography. It's great for businesses, so we've expanded our membership into businesses and, and and not just individual craft artists, but also now digital artists and people who are entrepreneurs and going into any kind of field who need their marketing and large signs and banners and things like that. So we're making the art center more versatile to the community. We're also engaged in cultural production and technical assistance for cultural production now. So uh, the Brick Race, for example, is an event that we're now helping um, as a fiscal sponsor and as a technical producer. We've put on a bunch of arts bazaars and pop-ups over the years and acquired a bunch of tools. and, And by tools, I literally mean tools, like tents and audio equipment and lights. So We've found, rather than letting that sit in a storage closet when we're not using it, we've also started letting the other festivals and community cultural groups and events at Holyoke, in Holyoke utilize those things without having to bust their budget. They can now, you know, access tents and audio equipment um, uh, for either you know a suggested donation or no no fee at all because we need to make that we're all kind of in this together to. Uh, up the visual impact of what we're doing here in Holyoke. And that's sort of where I feel the art center can fill a gap.
0: You mentioned two years ago the city cut the funding for the Holyoke Creative Arts Center, and this created a situation that almost closed the doors for the center Mm. entirely. How this event of getting defunded, triggered, and Mm. forced to rethink and and, and in a way revamp the concept that now we are, we are having with all the, yeah. all the different no, concepts that question. you're explaining. But so right prior to,
1: you know, as funding was actually being discussed and, uh, and weaned off, which, is, which was ideal, we didn't want to be um, on taxpayers' dollars, but it had been that way for almost two decades, so the Arts Center had become very dependent on that and had never been an institution that relied on fundraising. We had already received grant money from the state to sort of start shifting our focus, not shifting our focus, but adding to our focus economic development and development resources for creatives um, who are getting into business and entrepreneurs who were getting into business in, in the creative field. I don't know if you know, I could re-say that better, but we had been given money for development resources for creatives. We were adding that to our profile. We were we were going to be home crafts, indeed, because that's our legacy, and that's what we want to keep, and we like our um, community members that we have, but we needed to add to that. When we moved downtown, we saw an opportunity that was the, what we needed, and that was in development resources for creative economy. I worked for the city at the time, and now that I work for the art center, I can focus my attention on it more, and it happened right at a time when funding was cut so it was a perfect storm at the end of 2015 the funding had been cut we had had we got this grant money from the state to create development resources for creatives here but you know we know, didn't know if we were even gonna have an arts center past 2015 the members when I announced that it was going to close, the members actually came up with what we needed to keep it open, at least for the first few months, to keep it going. And then through the board and other members helping with fundraising events and raffles and tag sales and things like that, we've been able to keep going. But the big thing has been the revenue that was generated from the print shop, which is the grant money the state had given us to create some sort of economic development program. And that's what that is. So not only is it an economic development program that helps creative entrepreneurs save money in their marketing and design and be designing their own stuff in-house and doing their own creative things it's also a revenue stream for the art center and it's allowed the art center to be sustain itself and so now we're looking at other programs in this maker model that will actually be the sustainable arts program right the art center itself pays the, our instructors are paid by the tuition that we take in. The 40000 we lost was our rent, so that's what we're trying to make up, our overhead. We've been able to do that through fundraising and, and this additional revenue stream, so now we want to grow. We don't want to just sustain. We're ready to grow now, and it's up it's a, it really is up to the community to tell us where to go in that direction. And this 100th gala on 11.11 is uh, an opportunity for us to sort of like say what we're up to and figure out
0: who's going to engage with us and support us. And, and continue the legacy for another 100 years. Why not? You're bringing now new technologies, new techniques, and new models to continue the work that started 100 years ago and is adjusting to the times and adjusting to the needs of our community exactly as it happened on the description you just said at the beginning of of the Holy Cultural. And
1: new models is a great way. The print shop operates on a 24-7 model for members to come in because creativity strikes whenever and lasts as long as it lasts. So people are in there until 2 or even 6 in the morning sometimes. And we'd like to eventually get the art center to that. Right now it's open when there's classes. We'd like to have open studio time where you can use the sewing and upholstery studios and painting studios on your own time and really change that model. Um, over there too. So this was the first sort of a, the test experiment on, on Main Street. And if we can graph that over to Dwight Street, that's that's the sort of idea that we want to do. And then we're also working now with uh, Bruce Fowler and Tony Whitman at the gallery on Ray Street to get that open more when when there's foot traffic. And having sort of like these access points to the Holyoke scene on Ray Street and Main Street and Dwight Street for us is really important because a lot of people don't know where to find it yet or haven't been able to find it down here yet and, and we've been able to sort of bring you know, like I said 75% of our members are not from Holyoke so we're drawing Belchertown and Long Meadow and Springfield and South Holyoke to this developing downtown and it's really exciting to see parking lots fill up on a Monday and Tuesday night you know
0: Yeah and now that you mentioned the the studio on Ray Street is really inspiring to see a more frequent, series of events happening recently there was an exhibit about uh, homesick homesickness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now there is another one about to be open uh, that actually is from artwork uh, made by participants in that Girl sync yep. Yep. so that shows the diversity of possibilities working with projects that are local that are from other places and that are becoming more accessible and frequent for people to to enjoy it and get access to them and it comes
1: down to like People being busy and logistics, and so the art center has been able to sort of like you know collect people, and I don't mean it by that in any mean. Like people have come into the sphere of the art center, and it was like, oh, yeah, no, we can make this happen and help you make this happen. I mean, I'm doing very little. I just said, yeah, go ahead. Like let's have someone open the doors, and I gave them some an open flag, you know, and like that's. That's all it took. It just the nonprofit has some a different capacity than the for-profit, and so by working together, we've been able to keep the doors open since August on a regular basis, so that now there's some regularity to the to the gallery schedule. Simple,
0: but it is really important and meaningful being able to provide these spaces and these options for people that have ideas that have this need for space and still now they don't know it's not even space
1: it's rubbing elbows with other people too and they don't even realize that until it starts happening that like maybe they do need help or maybe they could use some other brain in on the project you know a lot of artists especially don't like have a, a little bit of blinders sometimes about that and we live in this hyper individual society where we can sit in our room on a computer and work on a project for months without ever seeing another soul this is a space where you've got this idea in your hand and or in your the better thing is the print shop or and the art center both are spaces where if you have an idea in your head, you can quickly get it into your hand and then you can someone can see that and then you can rewrap it, prototype it, whether it is on the 3d printer or in fabric until you flush out, the vision that's in your head but then you have someone next to you who adds to it and says oh what if you did this this and this and now you've got a marketable idea you can sell and make money with and boom like this is happening there people are (laughs) people are coming into the 3d printing class who aren't signed up for the 3d printing class but they just want to talk to the 3d printing teacher and it's like okay They don't think, maybe they don't need a class, but we're starting now maybe some monthly meetups where we're just having informal, like, come and share your ideas with each other to bounce ideas off each other and grow it. Because maybe someone knows a little more about this technology or something different about this technology that would lead you in a direction you haven't thought of yet. And it's awesome. Like it's beyond me sometimes, like and that's great. I can't know everything about everything, but I my job is to like keep providing these tools and space for people to figure it out themselves. And the three D the three D printing teacher is now saying, Oh, I'm gonna build a vacuum seal so you know uh, machine so we can do molding off of that so it's you know more than just the 3D printing we're getting into like manufacturing classes now and how to um, his idea at the moment is now um, we're going to do a 3D printing class that involves around making your own board games because we're linking up maybe with Hasbro and Milton Bradley. I I grew up in East Law Meadow. They're right down the street. And they're looking to do more crowdsourcing for their games because their in-house designers are not going to come up with this stuff as fast as the people who are playing the games. So let's get a group of people in town, especially youth, who can come down here and and become, and it's a workforce training to get them into game design. So the art center is not just about Art anymore. It's about economic development, it's about development resources for entrepreneurs in the creative fields, and it's about workforce training for people in the creative fields.
0: Yeah, and I see a lot of uh, educational potential for our students as well, thinking about students at Dean Tech Mm -hmm. utilizing the 3D printing techniques to start creating models, to start creating tangible representations of some of the projects they can develop or think. And that is another way for them to present their work, create portfolios, create ideas, innovate and, and eventually become entrepreneurs because of this. It's
1: people who've taken the print shop class, we just started one last night and when they come in they don't have a much of an idea of what they can do but after you do a project or two it starts informing your next projects and you start getting bigger and better stuff really quickly it's not rocket science but it's like like i'm i was never a crafty person but i'm loving cut vinyl now like it's like an old school technique but you can do so much with it and then we do sublimation and wide format printing and, and it's just like all these like commercial techniques that would cost you you know four or five times the amount if you went and did it at a sign shop, you can now come and do it yourself and create these these pieces, whether it's for your cultural event or your business exposition, trade show presentation that you have to do, or your political signs, or just stickers that have been in your head that you've wanted to have and give away for free forever. We do that. And then the t-shirts, I can't even get into t-shirts. There's so much to do with t-shirts down there. We don't do silk screening, but everything else <laughs> so it's it's fun you come in there's someone making t-shirts someone working on adobe in the design lab and then someone in the back making a banner and hemming it and gromming it and, and in on the wide format printer so you never know who's gonna be in there when you walk in
0: so how do you feel Jeff seeing after a moment where being the fund that almost seemed the mm. demise of this beautiful project and now two years after it's re and thriving with a totally new structure, totally new perspective, and especially involvement from a community?
1: When I first got on the board of the Art Center, it was in a similar situation. And it's always been this sort of go bigger, go home mentality for me. So as I was able to do more with it, and especially now that it's focused, all my attention is able to focus on it, like that's that's exactly what it is. You're seeing this sort of result of like, okay, You can either ask the community for toilet paper and signal you're going down with the ship or you can show them something that's huge and could be big for the next 100 years and they can be a part of that and so here's what we've got we've got this framework we've got this structure that's that is eking by the wheels are barely greased Um, but it's making it and it's making it sustainably on its own but barely if we really want to grow, if we really want to give ourselves this sort of like infrastructure for the arts in downtown Holyoke, that can assist any ideas in these maker ideas that are coming its way, its way, and direct people to the right places. When because we have these connections that I don't even notice it sometimes, and maybe you don't too because you know so many people, but not everybody knows everybody, mm-hmm. and so. There's this. There need. There needs to be entities, not just one. There needs to be entities that are making these connections, and the art center is definitely one of those. In the in the way that we put on a car show with Alberto Rodriguez this year, mm-hmm. so that we could help them put on something somewhere they wouldn't be able to do it before. Right.
0: So now this makes a logical connection to continue doing this. Uh, exchange of information, and maybe do some sessions from the print shop. or I
1: would love that. I think that's a great idea.
0: Because the connection between media creation and all the different disciplines and works and projects that are happening at the print shop right now are so interconnected mm-hmm. with our current technologies, our current ways to interact. It becomes not only something that we all should know a little bit more about, it is, it is actually becoming a need.
1: Yeah. Oh no, no, absolutely. absolutely, I'm, I'm. We're at the point now where we're ready to get uh, full on like, you know, like we were Mass Mutual and have a big photocopier with the folders and stuff like that because we can't handle, we can't. We're barely handling and putting so much ink through our laser printers that you're seeing that there's a real need in downtown Holyoke for a copy machine, a copy shop. And so the print shop is, gonna f- is seeing that need and is going to fill that need and get better at filling that need, and it's a resource for the community. And instead of paying retail, like you have to drive down the street to, to a couple other places, now for the people that are coming down here that are either living or working or both down here, there's at least a place where you can get an 11 by 17 printout when you need one.
0: Also brings the value of doing your different projects, activities, and businesses locally. Yeah. So pouring something that is local, right. that is going to be beneficial, not only for yourself, but also for the rest of the community, because by having this program alive and active and evolving is what... And isn't that the model that we all have to look at now to really
1: be sustainable, right? And that's why partly the sign shop itself couldn't sustain either, because the model, the the economy had changed, the world had changed around it, and the technology is actually a big part of what sort of put it out, because graphic design had become sort of an every man's game, and so the the banner maker, the sign maker, wasn't the graphic designer, and the print shop is the same way. The graphic designer is still separate. It's either you or someone you hire. The print shop can accommodate making things for you, but we're encouraging you to make them yourself. (laughs) And that's the idea.
0: And of course, all of this is thanks to the support of people who understands and believes and utilizes these tools and these services. All of this is required through support and funding and that is a reason for having a celebration you, you
1: read my mind i'm like i gotta get back to the gala here so yeah no this is a good you no know, so now you've heard everything that we're up to beyond what you thought we might have been up to not to, I mean, our upholstery program is, we, people come from hundreds of miles to take it. The, there's not many things like this around, and the guy that teaches it, Gary Clark, is a master at this craft. So if you ever were interested in upholstery, we are it. But now we, there's so much more at the Art Center, like we said. The gala, when we, we turn 100 on 11 11, we're having a gala and silent auction at Gateway City Arts, starts at 7 p.m. Tickets can be found on our website, holyokecac.org. The silent auction has items that have been donated from students, and by students I don't mean it's student work by any means. There's some exquisite furniture, paintings, fabric arts, by which I mean quilts and quilt squares and things like that. Beyond our own members, though, we've had regional artists and local Holyoke artists donating work, and beyond that, we've been finding prints in the depths of the Canal Gallery that David Shear has donated, and some of these things from our you know they go back into the 70s. They're incredible. A lot of them are Mount Holyoke work. One uh, one set of that we found is a Mount Holyoke professor that we're excited and we have so much that it's not all going to come out at the auction we'll probably have more events in 2018 to sort of show this stuff off because it's incredible and we thank David for for giving it to us because he was cleaning out the building and you know we help we were helping him clean out you know <laughs> so um, we appreciate that kind of support because it's not all about cash you know although we're looking for cash because we have a Anonymous benefactor who's going to give us uh, a matching 20,000 up to $20,000 so we're trying to raise that 20,000 the silent auction is part of that um, There's also other raffles and prizes Northeast Northeast power sports donated a uh, moped So we'll be raffling that off. There's a, a, a Huge heirloom quilt that we're airing off. If You know anything about quilts. They're worth thousands of dollars. You don't buy these things so we're trying to do two things. We're trying to show off what we do at the Art Center, and we're trying to rally the region's artists and the region's community to come and support this place because we, we feel the Art Center can bust out for the next 100 years, and we, if we're good stewards of this institution, they'll be having a party 100 years from now celebrating us, and that's, that's kind of like what we need to do because on 11-11 we're going to celebrate the women of Holyoke who set this up 100 years ago.
0: So this is an important date, eleven eleven, to honor the woman who started what today is the Holy Creative Arts Center, to honor and celebrate what we are doing today, continuing that legacy and being creatives and utilizing all these possible techniques and knowledge and, and legacy to continue making history, supporting This initiative that needs to continue. It is part of what Holyoke represents as an industrial city, industrial and creative. And
1: and and maybe a random point, but the county government funded art centers all over Massachusetts for years. And when county government dissolved, Holyoke was one of two cities that stepped up and said, we will keep our art center. And, you know, 30 years later, they don't, you know, Holyoke's in a budget crunch and can't fund it anymore. And so now we need to think, are we going to continue to support this? And I'm here um, every day at the print shop, you know, doing that. And there's a team of us down there doing that. And we're now looking for the community to think of, um, you know, this is a community that gives a lot to a lot of different things. And so I understand that. And there's a lot of things going on in the world but we, we watch our buildings crumble sometimes and then, and then cry about it after the fact. We can't allow that to happen to this, and so the, the, we're on shaky foundation. We made it through 2016, but Holyoke is a town that cries after the fact, and I do not want that to happen this time.
0: Different ways for people to get involved aside of participating and joining this celebration of 100 years happening in 11.11 at Gateway City Arts, it is to also become members.
1: Absolutely. And
0: that brings a lot of benefits. So you can participate of different workshops and get to learn the techniques. So, you And if you really want
1: to see some of the items that are going to be on display for the silent auction, they will be in the Ray Street Gallery the Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of the event. So hmm. um, you have if you're not going to be able to make it to the event, you can come and take a look at them. Um, and, we, of course, we always accept the donation as well. But... Um, other ways for people to get involved is to 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 help at our events, to come up with ideas that they want a cultural ideas that they want to bring to downtown Holyoke, to engage with us about how to make that happen, and then to come to come into the print shop, become a member. Either uh, you know, when you become a pr- member of the print shop, you're also a member of the art center. It's the same entity, and you know, access these programs, access these people that are down here, these masters of our crafts.
0: How can the public get? in touch with the uh, Holyoke Creative Art Center?
1: Best way to find out more uh, is to go to org. You can see about the gala, you can see about the print shop, and you can see about c- what classes we're offering. And the second way is just to come down. Uh, we're always at the print shop. The art classes at the Art Center, 384 Dwight Street, it's hopping Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursday afternoons, Friday afternoons. So you have to look at our schedule to see when people are there, but you should go down when people are there and you'll find quite an environment. The print shop is uh, open 9 to 5 to the public. It's open 24-7 to members. And, um, yeah, if you just, you know, suit us an email through the webpage and make sure we'll, we'll be wherever you need us to be when you're coming down. We like new people coming to the shop.
0: And remember, it's about connecting and making things happen in all possible ways, and Jeff really is so gratifying to see how HCAC is getting there, getting to a new level, thanks to the support, thanks to not giving up?
1: Yeah, well I'm, we, we, we've we been collaborating with a lot of other groups, so we, you know, that's that's also, I think, a way to revive an institution and stop working alone I think that was a big part of it when I came that no one was working with the Art Center now we work with the Chamber, and we work with One Holyoke you know, we work with Nueva, we work with The Wastress, we work with, you know, so and there's more, and I forget, and I'm sorry, but there's tons of people, and then the businesses of Holyoke that have come in to become members, like Mansayer, and Carve, and uh, Marcus, and oh my god, I could go on, there's like 70 25 different businesses that have joined the print shop as a way to save costs themselves and also support a community institution and it saved the art center it really did but we now want to grow we want to go beyond that and so the community needs to be aware of what we're doing and you know this gala will do that or i hope this gala will do that right
0: so this is the celebration of a hundred years of the Holyoke creative art center jeff Thank you so much Thank for you. for all the work. Congratulations and waiting for more things to happen and you know that this space also is welcoming any ideas and Yeah, we need to, to figure support. out how to
1: cross collaborate here more because there is a there is a natural fit, right? And we're we're on opposite ends of this developing area. We should bookend it with uh yeah, with makers everywhere. We have a maker campus down here. We need to all be working together. We have a campus down here. We need to as we need to market it we need to build
0: it and even physically we are quite close it's just a, a couple of blocks yeah, away yeah
1: i would have i would have walked if i wasn't late i would have walked i was just walking the dog through the park because i needed to drop off a rent check and things got you know late this morning so i finally and he was in his harness all morning and i'm like okay buddy we're gonna do it at 11:30." i'm like come on we're gonna do it and he just would sniff every little thing, you know. And I was like, come on, we got to get down there. <laughs> so I almost brought him. I'm like, but he would have been a mess here. That's not good. But if you come into the shop, you know he might be in there. Right? Did you, you came in once. Was he down there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's down there more. He's gotten better. Yeah, so.
0: <laughs> this is Jeff Bianchini, director of the Holder Creative Arts Center. And remember the 100-year anniversary celebration happening at Gateway City Arts on 11-11? All the information available in our website as well, radioplasma.com, with the posting of this episode. Jeff, thank you so much. Thank you, Johan. This has been awesome. And this is the Radioplasma podcast. This episode was recorded and produced at the Plasma Media Lab here in Gander at Youth Development Center in Holyoke, Mass. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashivega. Thank you for listening.